didn't mention how old he was, and I still won't. If you want to ask him, you can ask him on that. So, good morning, everyone. We're in a series that is called This is Between You and Me. Stan kicked us off last week, and it, he spoke on encouraging one another. And I have a feeling that maybe he was encouraging me because he is gone for three weeks. He will be back. He's on a vacation, but uh, he has left me in charge. So I think maybe he was encouraging me in this whole time of this while he was away because I, I get to try to fill his shoes. So I don't know how many remember last spring. He said something about he was going to do this series and it was going to talk about one another. Does anybody remember that? when he mentioned some one another, but there was one one another that he left off of that. And if you look at 1 Peter 5.14, it says, greet one another with a kiss of love. Okay. So we've, uh, we've already done our greeting time, but you know, there's always next week and he's still going to be gone. So who's in on that? <laughs> I got a few yeses and I got a few, well, I don't know about that. Um, I'm kind of like Stan. I'm not a touchy-feely kind of guy, and I really don't want people kissing me, so I'm not sure we'll do that. And I, I think also we may need to define what a kiss of love is. So maybe another time someone can write that down and put that down that we can maybe talk on that, a kiss of love, and see how that goes. But uh, so back to what we are, back to what we're, we're here today for. Who remembers on what I spoke on last time? Does anybody remember what I spoke to last time I was, I was up here? Love, somebody got it because you were in first service, I think. <laughs> Everybody else looked at me like, what? I don't know. You guys are... So, you know, we all kind of have short-term memories, and mine's bad, but some of you guys were really bad last service. But, um, so I want to know, which one of you people aren't lovable? Which one, which one isn't lovable? Because I don't know why he keeps asking me to speak about love, but... So I, I don't think it's me, as I thought I was a pretty lovable guy, so um, it's not me. But actually, I think all of us are lovable. I think we're all lovable people. I think, I think that, you know, when we get down to it, we all can be loved. But maybe it's that we just have a hard time loving. So maybe ask, which one of you guys is having a hard time loving anybody? Again, you're, some of you guys are kind of looking at me like, it's not me, guys, it's not me. <laughs> So, but um, I don't think that's true. I think it is me. I think it's us. I think probably all of us have times when we just find it really hard to love people. We have a hard time maybe giving love. We have a hard time expressing love. We have a hard time receiving love. We have a hard time demonstrating what love looks like. We, we just sometimes have a hard time living love. How to, how to do that? So we're in a series, like I said, if you see the slide, it's, it's between you and me. So we're at our next one another. So our next one another is be devoted to one another in love. Let's pray right now. Father God, I just give this morning to you, give this day to you, and I just pray that you open our hearts and open our minds and just help us to love one another. Help us to love one another better and to just gain a better understanding of what it means when you tell us to love one another. In your name, amen. amen. Who enjoyed math when they were in school? Who math was their favorite subject? Well, there's a few here, so that's, that's good. There was uh, 
First service, there was a few in there too, but um, not too many would admit it. And I, I have to admit, I was one of those people. I was, I graduated from college with a math degree. Don't know why, because you can't really do anything with a math degree, but I did. And so um, I thought I would bring back some math. And I, it's been 30 years since I've really done anything, but, so I don't really remember everything. But there's a few things I remember. But those of you that if you still use a lot of math and I say something wrong, um, just have patience with me. It's, I didn't do a formal proof. If you remember geometry, you have to prove a bunch of things and write a bunch of stuff out. And I didn't do that, but I don't think I need to because this is God's word. It comes right out of the Bible. So if you look at 1 Timothy 3, 16, it says, All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So I think it's God's word and it's useful, so I don't need to do that formal proof. But before I start, I need to, to draw some characters, and that's why you'll see that the, your notes page is kind of blank. So we're going to do things a little different, and hopefully technology works today. It worked last service, um, so we're going to hope it works again. So if I draw a stick figure, and you're going to see my artistic ability is beyond belief. And if I'm really good, see, I can put a little smiley face on there. So... One stick figure, that's me, or that's us, or that's we. That's, that's just people. That's just us. So if I draw two stick figures, and if I hear anybody laughing about my artistic ability, I'm, I know it's great. But So this is one another. Last service didn't last, laugh at all at my, my artistic ability. They were so impressed. So the next one is we have a cross, and that is God. And then we have a heart, and that's love. Actually, my artistic ability is probably better than my writing. So the rest of the symbols, you'll see them, and I'll explain them. And even if you don't understand them, just go along with them, because it'll make sense when, it, when we're all said and done. So OK, we're ready to start. We're going to start our math lesson today for the day comes out of 1 John chapter 4, 7 and 8, and then 11 and 12. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another... God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Do you notice both sections of this started with dear friends? Both of them said dear friends. So when I saw that, I looked at, okay, what does that mean? Well, who's, he, who's he addressing? He's, he's saying dear friends. So as I studied this and as I looked at this, I thought, you know, maybe Stan and I, when we get up here and talk, we should say dear friends. Because that's what we think of you guys. We're, you're dear friends. What I mean by dear friends, when you look at this word, this is the kind of love that, that he's greeting when God speaks to his son. When God talks about Jesus in Matthew 3.17, when it says, this is my son whom I love, with, who, with him I am well pleased. John's writing this to dear friends, friends that he loves deeply, friends that he cares for, friends that he, he worries about them. He, he's involved in their life. He loves them. So that's what I thought. Maybe that's what Stan and I need to say as dear friends when we speak to you. 
to express our love for you, that we, that we consider you dear friends. So, but I wonder in our day-to-day -day life, I wonder, do we love this way? Do we, do we love in such a way that we would look at everybody and say, dear friends, that our love is that deep? And then I thought, you know, love takes on a lot of different forms when we throw that word around these days. We'll say love, we say love about a lot of things. We, we say love of, I love this or I love that. I love, I hear my kids say they talk about four for four at Wendy's. I love that four for four for Wendy's. It's the greatest thing ever invented. Do they really mean love? There must be a teenager over there that knows that. We say I love you, but do we really mean it? Is it, is it really have that deep meaning? Do we really mean it to say dear friends? Do we express it at that level? Is it the level that John had when he's writing to this audience? Is it the same level that God is speaking to about his son? You know, my wife will say many times, oh, those are dear friends of ours. What does she mean when she says that? What does it mean when we say these are dear friends? Is it, is it the other friends and we get along with each other and we care about each other, but does it really mean we love them at that level? That, that we have that kind of love? Is it the love that God had for his son, Jesus? Or do we even love him at all? So when I was studying this, there's a word that I came across. It's called limerence. It's a word, and let me read you the definition. It says, the state of being infatuated or obsessed with another person, typically experienced involuntarily and characterized by a strong desire for reciprocation of one's feelings. This is a kind of love that's kind of like the romantic love. It's a love that you'll hear them, people will say, I've never felt this way before. Never felt this way before about somebody. You don't understand, you don't possibly comprehend how I feel. So it's a love that you're just infatuated with someone else. You just, that's all you can think about is that person. But you wanna know something funny about limerence? Is it only lasts one or two years? Fades away, goes away. You can think about loves in our lives or whatever, and you can think it, maybe it just, it does, it fades away. That initial thing just kind of, it's temporary. And that's where, you know, the Greeks have multiple words for, for love, and I think that's the beauty of the Greek language, where we have love, we have one word, and it just means multiple things, and we're just not sure what that means. So, but when John says, deep, dear friends, it's this deeper love. It's a love that doesn't go away. It's not like limerence. It, it lasts. It lasts forever. It's a love that doesn't have conditions. It doesn't matter. It loves them anyway. I think it's the kind of love that maybe we all want. It's the kind of love that we all, if we all had that kind of love, it's what we strive for. It's me, and it's also the kind of love we probably wish we could give to others. It's also the kind of love that God has for us. It's the kind of love when dear friends, it's the love that God has for us. So let's look at, start to break this passage down a little bit. It says, love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. You notice here's the, the phrase, love one another. And you'll see that throughout the Bible. You'll see love one another. So, which brings us to our first part of our equation. First part of our math lesson today. So if I draw a heart and I draw two stick figures, 
This represents love one another. Just the first part of our passage. So in July when I last spoke, when I talk about love, I, I spent a lot of time asking, I go, how do you know I love you? Or how do I know you love me? If I look at you, how do you know that, know that? I'm still learning how to love. I'm learning how to love better, learning how to, how to just do that better. And I think maybe some of us are learning how to do that too. But, you know, I find it hard. Don't you find it hard sometimes to love? Yeah. It's, just, it's just difficult. That no matter how hard you try, sometimes you just don't get it right. You still make people mad. So people still get upset with you. Maybe you don't feel that love. So we just have a hard time loving one another. You know, I, I think back at work, and, and don't, do you guys ever have those times at work where you're at wor- you just show up and it's just the whole day just starts out bad? Like everything is just bad. Some of you may know that I'm a pharmacist, and so I'm, that's what I do a couple days a week or part of the week. And so one of those days, I had one of those days. So at first phone call I get, this person answers the phone and they start yelling and screaming at me and saying things I can't repeat and they go, why didn't I get my delivery? Where's my medication? I need my medication. And they just continue on and continue on and when they pause to take a breath, I try to say something and I say, well, were you home? No, I wasn't home. And I'm like, well, then if you're not home, how are you going to get your, you know, kind of like if you order a pizza, you got to be home for the pizza to be delivered. It's you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. And so I do my best and get off the phone and just reassure him, we'll try again tonight and it'll go out tonight. And then I pick up the phone and the next phone call is, or the a person walks in the, in the door and, and I, they want their prescription. I say, I'm sorry, I don't have that for you. The doctor didn't write the new prescription for that. Well, immediately they're on the defense and they're mad and they're angry. And it's, I didn't do anything wrong. It's nothing I did but they're mad at me and they're yelling and screaming at me and the whole day just goes the whole, it just the whole day's like that. And you know what? That's pretty hard to love one another. Find that really hard to love in those situations. You know, I want to yell back at them. I really want to tell them what I think, (laughs) but I don't. You guys are laughing because it's not. You can't just say what you really think, but you have to love one another. So, where does this love come from that I'm supposed to have? Where does this love come from? How do I find love in those situations? Well, it's in this passage. It says, for love comes from God. God's the source of this love. It comes from him. And this is, in this passage, this is the, Stan spoke about this a, little bit, a while back, but it's agape love. It's the deepest kind of love. In the Greek, it's the, it's the love that God has for his son, that God has for us. It's the kind of love that we're supposed to have for God and that we're supposed to have for one another. It doesn't matter. Even those people yelling at me on the phone and being mad at me, those people I might think are my enemies. So let's look at the next part of our, our equation here. So we have a heart. in a cross, and that means we love, or love comes from God. That's where our love comes from. It comes from God. 
those moments when I find it really hard to love somebody, it comes from God. When I'm triggered and I'm just out of control and I want to tell somebody what I really think. Maybe it's even those times when I'm just with my wife and it's just her and I and we're, get, we're not fighting, we're, we're getting along and we're just talking. That just, it doesn't always have to be the kind when we find it hard. Maybe it's times when we find it easy to love. Regardless of what the situation is, that love comes from God. And remember earlier when I said limerence only lasts one or two years, that it fades away, that it goes away? The beauty about this love that comes from God is that it's forever. It doesn't fade away. It endures forever. But do we believe that? Do we know that? Maybe we're somebody in this room or several of us in this room or in a situation right now where things are going on in our life and we just don't feel that God loves us. We don't feel that how could God let this happen if he, if he really loves us. But he does. His love endures forever. If you still don't believe me, let's look and see what the Bible says. First Chronicles 16.34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. That phrase, his love endures forever, is used in the Bible a lot. It's repeated a lot of times in Psalms. Actually, Psalm 136, you'll see it'll say something, and then it'll say his love endures forever. Be the next line. Something is love endures forever. The whole psalm is that. His love endures forever. Some of us, maybe that's where we need to start with love. Maybe that's where we need to start with loving one another. We need to accept that God loves us that his love endures forever. Maybe we need to say, regardless of the situation, that, you know what, God, I'm going to believe that. And believe that your God, that your love just lasts forever. Let's look at the next part of this equation. This comes out of, the sent, out of this verse. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. This is where we'll get a little confusing with the math. Some of you guys will have to remember stuff, maybe. So we have a, a person, a person like me, in a heart, which remember is love, then this funny E, and then the cross is God. So let's look at that at words. That's you, that's me, the stick figure. That's, that's all of us in this room. We're called to love. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. So that's us, we're called to love. And then that funny E, that's an element of. That means if we love, we're called to love, we begin to love, that we know God. So if love is, if God is, is a part of love and God loves us, then if we know God, we must be part of love. We must be an element of this. We must be an element of God. This is the source of our love. God, it comes from God, and we must know God. And if we know God, we can't help but to love. So if we decide to have a relationship with love, with God, we can't do that without love being part of the equation. The love that God has for us, it'll just have to come out of us. So that makes me ask the question, can we love people without knowing God? I think the answer is yes, and I think the answer is no. 
And that's where the Greek, how I mentioned it, has multiple different words for love. There's different, different words they used for love, for different kinds of love. And I alluded to it earlier, I said the, the eros kind of love, that romantic love. We spoke about that. I think that's a love that people have experienced when they, you know, meet someone they are infatuated with. We have that love. And then there's the filio kind of love, the brotherly love. Philadelphia, the brother, city of brotherly love, kind of. As long as you're not, the Eagles don't lose and you're not a fan of the other team. And then there's agape love, the love that's used in this patch, passage, the love that John writes about here. Every time you see love, that's, that's the word that's used. That's that deep love, the love that I said that is unconditional. It's the love God has for his son, the, God, the love that God has for us, the love we're supposed to have for one another. So I think, yes, you can have your eros love, your romantic love, and your brotherly love. I think you can have those. I think people experience those. But some of that stuff is like limerence. It might just kind of go away, fades in and out, and it's temporary. But to have this agape love, the deep love, I think we need to know God. I think that comes from God. So let's look at this a little bit further. Let's look at verse 8. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So let's look at that symbolically in math. So I have a stick figure here. And I have a not equals to sign. And I have a heart, which is love. And then we'll, we'll have a funny little E again. And then the cross. So Parents, this is your chance to explain to your kids why you need to be in math class, why you need to pay attention, because someday there will be a crazy pastor up here that will use math to try to preach a sermon, and you will, that will help them explain it. So you're welcome. There's an excuse to get your kid to like math. But what is this saying? Saying if we don't love, then we don't know God. If I don't love then I don't know God. Not, it can't be an element of God if I don't love. If we try to say we do love this deep love that I keep talking about, the love that God has for his son, for us, that we're supposed to have for one another. If we have this love for God and others, and if we don't have that, then we can't say we know God. It's impossible. That's what I read when I hear this. Whoever does not love does not know God. Now, how many people here have had chicken pox? See, lots of hands. How, did you, how do you know you have chicken pox? I hear it. Red, you got red bumps, red spots on you. There's something else that comes with chicken pox. What else do you get when you have chicken pox? They itch. So you have red spots and they itch. So when you... If a child has a chicken pox, you usually call the doctor up, and what do you tell him? My son's got chicken, got red spots, and they itch, and I think it's chicken pox. Doctor tells you, don't even bring them in. Or nowadays, send me a picture, and they go, yep, that's chicken pox. So we just look at somebody, and, well, you have chicken pox. So what does your life look like? If I look at you, if you look at me, what does my life look like? 
Do you think somebody could look at me or look at you and we can have the diagnosis of love? Is it like chicken pox? That we can see it? Then you just look at you or you can look at me and just know that I love and that I know God. So let's look at the second part of this, this, this verse, the second part of this equation. It's a cross, and then an equal sign, and then a heart. If you look at the very end of this, it says God is love. John has said earlier that love comes from God, but now he's even taking it further. He's saying God is love. His very nature is love. His essence is love. There's a definition for essence, and I, I, I like this, and we'll put it up on the screen. It says a property or group of properties of something without which it would not exist or be what it is. So without God, love would not exist. It's his essence. God is love. Love needs God. Everything about God is love. When he blesses us, it's love. When he teaches us, it's love. When he corrects us and disciplines us, it's love. If you look at Hebrews 12, verses 5 through 6, those won't be on your screen, I'll just read them. It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's disciple, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone who accepts he accepts as a son. He's saying that we're his son. Now, if you go back to when, I, when we talk about love, what does he do with his son? He loves his son. He loves him unconditionally. Never goes away. So when he disciplines us, when he rebukes us, it's because he loves us. And he's saying that we're his son. We're, we're part of that. He loves us the same way. So, God is love. All right, so now we're going to get a little crazy on our math. Now is when I usually, I last lost people at the first service. So, don't worry. We're all going to get passing grades today. All of us have A's. We're not going to lose it. We're all going to be the same. You know, some of you, I think your heart rates probably go up a little bit when I say math. And it was some of the reactions of the first service I'd watch him, and a little bit, a couple of you guys is, remember the Lion King when um, the hyenas were talking to Scar? If you've ever seen the Lion King? And they see the word Mufasa. And, and the one I think it's Whoopi Goldberg, she says, she, her part, she says, um, I shudder when you say that word. And then she goes, say it again. <laughs> so when I say math, I look at you guys, it's kind of the same thing. You can shudder a little bit, and then, it, then you kind of go, well, say it again. So let's look at verse 11. It says, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. There's that word again, dear friends. Since God so loved us. So let's maybe try to put that into a little bit of, of mathematics. So if I have a cross and I have a heart, and I have a person, have us. Cross a little better there. So what is John saying here? 
What is he talking about? So we've already established that if God is love, and that's the representative of the cross, and then if God loves us, the heart, and the stick figure is us. So we know God is never changing. He's the same as he was. He's the same now, and he'll always be the same. God doesn't change. So what if I, what if I make this more of an equation where it's a mathematical equation where it's multiplication now? So what can change there? The heart and the stick figure can change. So what if I know God more? My love's going to increase. So if my love increases, I'm going to know God more. So if I look at this whole thing, when you multiply all these together, if the numbers are bigger, it means our, my love gets bigger. My love for one another gets bigger. So God loves us. Our love will grow. And like I said, where will our love grow? It will grow bigger for one another. We will love one another better. And you know what? I think it will become our nature. It will be like God. We can't do anything without love. It will just grow in us. So let's look at this a little bit further. We'll go with, one, we'll go with another equation here. So if I have this stick figure, and then I have a heart, and then an upside-down U, and then two stick figures, which is one another. So the U is an intersection. The U is that something, it's a, it, something belongs to one side as it belongs to the other side. So if I look at that, well, that's us. That's one another. One another still makes up people, so that's us. So that, this equation is a, that we love one another, and we're, we both belong to each other. But I also think there's something else in there. I think there's something else that I can add in there that belongs on both sides. I think if I had a heart, because love is part of this too. Because we know God, and God is love. So we love one another, and love is on both sides of that too. Love affects it both. So what's next? There's more math. We're, we're close to the end. We're very close to the end. So verse 12, if I look at verse 12, it says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Has anybody ever seen God in the flesh or live, like Moses saw him in the burning bush? I know I haven't, but do we need to? So, Verse 7, if you remember, it says that uh, everyone that knows God has been born of God and knows God. So I don't think we need to actually see God to know God, but I think through love we get to know God. We get to see God in different ways. Not physically, but we get to see that. So there's kind of a circular argument here. that Because if we, God is love, and if we love, we know God. And then that comes back around to God is being love, and we love, and then we know God. So it just goes around and around. Which, now we'll, we'll go to another equation here. This one's kind of long. So this is a heart, two stick figures. So if we remember, that's love one another. And then the upside down U, and a cross, and a stick figure. Now this is a new symbol. It's an upside down A and a cross, 
in our heart. So now you're all looking at me like I'm crazy. What is he doing? Upside down A is for all. So what do I mean by this? What am I trying to get at? So the heart and the stick figures, let's love one another. The cross and the stick figure is that God lives in us. God is in us. They're both part of each other. There's, there's an intersection there. The cross in the heart is God's love. So now you're still looking at me like I'm crazy and you don't know what I'm talking about. So let's switch this over and just put this at words. Let's look at this in words. So we've already established God is love. We know that if we know God, we love. And if we love, we know God. And if we know God, then we're going to love one another. And that we also know that God's love is for all. He doesn't exclude anybody. He loves everybody. And when, with this, God's love is complete. The word complete means to finish or to be perfect. So I think when we love one another, God's love is made perfect in us. God's love is perfect. So loving one another, we get to express God to others. So are you still with me? God is love, and when we love, we know God, and God loves everyone. It's complete. So our love for one another reflects God, reflects God's love. And since God is love, God lives in us. His love is made perfect. Love is complete. And remember the love we're talking about, the love he has for his son, the love he has for us the love he ha we have for one another, the love we have for him. Like I said, his love is complete when we love one another. So if we love God and we love one another, we can't help it. It just becomes part of our nature. It's our essence. It becomes our essence. So let's try to summarize everything. This is our last one. Our last one, and some of you were handed out bracelets, and this will start to make sense. So if I have a cross and a person, and then an equal sign and a heart and two people. We love God, the first part of it, and we love one another. Now you'll see these bracelets that we have. You'll see love one another on one side, and then you'll see this, a much better representation um, of a figure on the, at the other side of it. So this is maybe to help us to remember to love one another. Now, when those times when I described at work, when I'm having a really hard time loving somebody, when I'm, it's just difficult. Maybe I'm with my wife or my husband and we're just about to say things that we don't really want to say. Or with our kids. Or just whoever. Maybe, maybe we just need to stop and maybe take a look at this and remember to love one another. Or if it gets really bad, maybe you need to just take it and snap yourself like that. Just to get you back in there to love one another. So that's why I said I think it just adds up. It just adds up. That if 
we love God, God lives in us. And when this happens, we just love. We love one another. Love becomes our nature. It becomes our essence. And we become devoted to one another in love. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you that you love us so much. I thank you that your love is never-ending, that your love is, is, endures forever, that your love for us is, is such that it never goes away. Just help, pray that you help us to love one another, that you, in those moments when it's really hard and really difficult, that you just help us to love one another, that we become to know you better, that we, we, our love grows for you and it grows for others. Now, some of you in this room may have never experienced that love. And I just invite that um, today, maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day, like I said, that um, you just invite God into your heart and you want to say, God, you're the boss. God, I'm going to make you in charge and I want to experience that love. And I just want to, to have you in my heart and, and to give you control so I can experience that love for, forever. If there's anybody here that wants to do that, if you want, just want to raise your hand and look at me and say yes to God. Say, yes, I want to experience that love. I see you. I see you. God loves you. Is there anybody else? Father God, we just thank you for this person that said yes to you today. Thank you for everybody here. And uh, just help us to go forward today and just love one another better. In your name we pray. Amen. Can we stand up and we'll finish with a song here, please? Bring your tide, bring your shame, bring your guilt, bring your pain. Don't you know it's not your name? You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm right. That's all right, cause I that raised their hand today we have this water bottle and this bible and some information that we'd like to give you or if there's anybody else that just has some questions just has some things they want to know about god and you can pick one of those up at the connect booth also if you didn't get a bracelet we'll have them at the connect booth so let's go out this week and let's just love one another